Hi pod fans, this is Adam. Just a quick warning that unfortunately, following our discussion about the Terminator movies, uh, the machines did invade the broadcast and there is a bit of weird background noise for which we apologise and we will do our best to eliminate them from the timeline before next episode. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Two Star Podcast. My name is Adam and I am joined as ever by Graham. Wagwan. And by Dan. Aloha. Excellent. It means hello and goodbye. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, well done, Dan. Sorry. So, uh, the astute among you may have noticed that this is episode 41, and the previous episode was episode 39. And the reason for this is that we're quite bad at checking that things are working, and it turns out that they weren't working. It's Daniel's fault. I mean, mostly, yes. Is it? Um, oh, of course it is. But well, it anyway, was... the long and the short of it is that episode 40, great though it was, has been lost uh, into the ether, never to be recovered again. It's a shame, really, because, I mean, episode 39 was shit, but episode 40 uh, seemed to be quite good. I mean, I don't know. I it wasn't recorded, so I couldn't listen back, but it seemed to be going... Yeah, I quite enjoyed it last week. Wasn't episode 39 the... No, episode, yeah, episode 39 was a clip show, wasn't it? Oh, right. Oh, God. Well, 38 was awful. That's when we were all a bit Yeah, that's when we were all shit. really and, Yeah, that wasn't a good one. We do need to apologise for that. But, yeah, it's a shame. I think we, we lost one that would have been quite good. Yeah. Mm. Well, hopefully this episode is recorded, because if it hasn't, um, well, then that's oh, annoying. We're, we're done. That's it. This is game over, isn't it? Pretty much. Mm. Um, but as you pointed out, we're now a proper podcast, because we've managed to fuck up and lose at least one episode. Oh yeah, until until one episode has just vanished into the the ether, um, you, you're not proper. Mm. Excellent. So we didn't discuss anything worthwhile last week. Um, it, it was just an hour and a, an hour or so of, of filler, basically. Uh, so I don't think we need to really revisit any of that. Uh, unless anyone particularly wants to. It, the only thing that I think is worth revisiting is it's the first time that we've addressed the elephant in the room, which is uh, the two star podcast listeners union. Mm. Uh, yes, but we basically concluded. Fucking. Yeah, I mean, we 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 sort of made it quite clear that um, we do not negotiate with terrorists. They've made a list of demands. We will not capitulate to any of those. Well, we did make one concession in that Stephen McLaren got sacked this week, so that's a goodwill gesture, and we hope they will take their threat of uh, industrial action and shove it up their bollocks. Yep. Excellent. So, with that out of the way, uh, we can move on to happier topics. Yeah, um, man. Because, as we all know, this has been a great week for everybody. I actually really don't know. I've not been following anything, really, because I've had a baby just crying and shitting nonstop. Don't worry. That, play, that phase only lasts about, well, what we, we're on, just coming up four years now. So, I mean, it can't last forever, can it? I imagine not. Um, although, as you ably demonstrated before the podcast... Um, it goes on for at least 32 years. Well, I mean, so yeah, three I, years. I stopped. I did have to nip off for a bit of an emergency evacuation of the old, uh, well, guts, frankly. Mm. Yeah. So I feel I feel great now. Excellent. Um, so the the one story that I did uh, get wind of this week um, was, of course, the uh, appalling and cynical desecration of one of our great war monuments by some filthy American what was driving a car. 
Yeah, I mean, I do not pay my license fee, so Joey Tribbiani can do stunts next to the Cenotaph. Let me tell you that. I think that would be a very good... I'd be quite happy to pay my license fee for that. Somebody said to me, would you pay your license fee for if if Joey Tribbiani did, you know, stunts in a car around a war memorial? I'd probably say that would be a good reason to do that. Yeah, that's £112 a month well spent. A month? I think you can have, mate. What? That's how much... There's a guy that comes around and collects it. Yes. Of course there is. It's not me in the moustache at all. Oh, right. No, yes, £12 a month. That's more reasonable, I think. Yes, so a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I mean, I think it was mostly the sun, uh, really kicked off about the fact that um, Matt LeBlanc did uh, donuts around the cenotaph or something. Yeah, Uh, a lot of Britain First uh, fanatics lost their shit as well. Yeah, Mm. um, because apparently it was hugely disrespectful to World War Dead. It's, like, it's not like he did it on the cenotaph. That would be. No, I mean, he sort of did it down the road. Yeah. Um, How close and... was it? Because all I know about this is the scandal. I don't know what actually happened. Well, know, basically, like, basically, yeah, he basically did like a, a, a power slide around the cenotaph kind of thing, but not like literally around it, but just, no, just near it, nearby, on, in, the, in the same and, city. And somebody saw it, and they got very angry, and they immediately phoned up the Sun and started yelling about how outraged they were. Uh, and so, as a consequence, Chris Evans has now had to come out and say that he thinks it's utterly appalling, despite the fact there is no conceivable way that it could have happened without him being aware of it and most likely going, yeah, that's fine. Um, so for him to now come out and say it was appalling seems both stupid and somewhat hypocritical. I think it's I just think... a publicity stunt, you know? Well, I think there is. But I, I think they were just they were driving down Whitehall and stopped to do some donuts, and it happens that it was fairly close. And if you've got a long lens which foreshortens the uh, the scene, it looks like it's close to the cenotaph. And then donuts leave massive black marks. Yeah, on a public road where lots of people are driving all the time. That's true. So, but I, it, it made me think that okay, we found we, we need to work out where the line is because obviously we learned this week. A donut at the cenotaph, not acceptable. So, I'm. I want to find where is the line of uh, stunt and memorial is acceptable. So, my theory is that the more rad the stunt, the more acceptable it is. But the more somber the monument is, the less acceptable. So, I've got a few scenarios for you, and I'd like to know if you think that they are okay or if they should be banned and uh, righteous ire rain down upon those who perpetrate them. Okay, let's okay. go. That's scientific. So the first one is a burnout at the Arc de Triomphe. No, I think that's that's perfectly normal. Have you ever been to Paris? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. I, I thought I'd ease you in. So I think I think that's that's absolutely fine, because I don't think the Arc de Triomphe, although it is a war memorial, it's not particularly sombre. So I think that's fine. No, and I mean, people um, die all the time driving around it. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all you're doing is adding to noise, aren't you? There, you're pissing into the wind. Um, so a motorbike stoppy at the Polish War Memorial. Where is that? Somewhere in London. And every time you every time you uh, drive in London and you see a sign for the Polish War Memorial, you think, oh yeah, must polish the War Memorial. <laughs> of course you do. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's, only most, that's okay. Yeah. Yep, that's fine. Okay. So next one is a handbrake skid at Normandy American Cemetery. Isn't that what well? We need to clarify: is this on tarmac or on the grass? Um, yeah, okay, I can see that if you were actually within the cemetery, um, 
you know, potentially knocking over headstones, that's not ideal. No. If it's on the tarmac, uh, so I think... as long as there's not any kind of service going on, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to go with on no. grass. Only because Americans get quite tetchy about that kind of thing, and there's a decent chance they would send a drone to blow you up. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you don't want to risk that. Okay, so that's so. So we're saying that that's not acceptable. That's fine. Okay. What yeah. about a wheelie at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial? Uh, are we talking motorbike? Presumably. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, a motorbike wheelie is achievable. A car wheelie is much harder. You need like a proper off, like um, drag racer. Like a drag, yeah, yeah. It, like a dragster doing it. That looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So I think, I think that like, would elevate. It I think to if okay. it was a dragster. You're doing a car, mm. then it's then it's acceptable. Not on a bike, that's okay. just tacky. Not on a bike, yeah, fine. What about okay. on a BMX or something? Um, well, BMX, no, nah, BMX no. is uh, that's bullshit. It yeah. needs to be a motor vehicle, really. Yeah, okay. people aren't going to get upset about doing a wheelie on a BMX near a wall memorial. That's just silly. Well, I think it probably would. Well, no, people people like. Okay, what about um, a J turn at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier? Yes, totally acceptable. That's a, acceptable. Yeah. Okay, a J turn yeah. is wicked, isn't yeah. it? So that's yeah. okay. Uh, jumping over ten buses on a motorbike at El Alamein. Can you do that? Is there enough room? Um, El Alamein's pretty big. Yeah, you'd need a big ramp and a run-up. Is there a big memorial thing there, or is it just like some people got blown up here? No idea. A lot of people died. I don't know if there's a specific memorial. Mm. If there's no specific memorial, it's fine. Okay, I mean, does it help if I tell you that the buses are on fire? I think... Does that make it better or worse? I'm not really I think sure. It makes it worse. Okay, what if the motorbike's on fire? Well, that makes what if it worse. El Alamein's on fire? Everything's on fire. Well, you see, the problem is one of the things that got blown up at El Alamein was this tank that they called the Tommy Cooker because it basically, whenever you shot at it, it, you know, burst into fire. So people uh, might think it's important. Okay, so that's getting a bit less sensitive. Okay, that's fine. And then the last one is a loop the loop at Auschwitz. Uh, I'm going to go. No, I think okay, I think yeah. I think any kind of extreme stunt at Auschwitz is probably inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, I, I went for loop the loop because I, I think that is the most awesome stunt. But I, I, th- I don't think there's a stunt awesome enough that could make it okay to be doing for Top Gear to be you know, fucking about Auschwitz. No. no. What about if it was a motorbike in a wall of death? Because that's that pretty cool. That at Auschwitz is yeah. cool. Also, but again, pretty yeah, tasteless yeah. given the whole. Mm-hmm. Wall of death thing. There probably mm, yeah. is like an actual wall of actual death at Auschwitz. Well, I think there's se- several. I think most of the walls there probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I think yeah. So we, we we've seen where the line is, I think, and um, you know, Top Gear are more than welcome to to use this, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing some people doing handbrake turns at Normandy American Cemetery very shortly. Interestingly enough. Yeah. When you first mentioned this concept, the first thing that came into my head was a J-turn of the Team of the Unknown Soldier. So, Yeah, I mean, it's, there's something about it that just makes sense. I think it's yeah. what he would have wanted. Excellent. Yeah. Once again, this is the show's lawyer. I would like to no take our advice on any of this. But, or anything um, else. Yes. Just, just remember that if you're going to do a stunt at a sombre m- monument, just make sure it's really cool. Because, yeah. I mean, donuts are... Yeah. No one's impressed by donuts. No, Come on, donuts are the kind of thing that people attempt to do in a Fiat Punto in a like Sainsbury's car park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he had done that thing where you um, do a handbrake turn like to parallel park in between two cars and get in really tight, I think people would have been saying, you know, fair play, that was that was yeah. pretty cool. Excellent. So now that we've dealt with some manufactured outrage, um, mm-hmm. I think we should probably move on to something uh, a little lighter, perhaps. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that is the frankly astonishing news today that they're going to make a fifth Indiana Jones film and it's going to star Harrison Ford. Yeah. Now, I can only assume that this is a consequence of the Star Wars film having Harrison Ford in it and somebody going, oh, people know who Harrison Ford is again now. Let's put him in the new Indiana Jones film. Well, it sure as shit can't be a consequence of somebody seeing Indiana Jones 4 and thinking, that's good, let's make another one of them. Now, I have to assume that I mean, are they are they going to get Shia LaBeouf to do it? Because uh, that he has not been mentioned isn't in. He but well, he's yeah, he's, he, he's had a full on proper mental breakdown, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, um, you know, well, no, he has a mental breakdown, or is he just a dick? Well, both, I've, I think. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I've never they? really seen much about him being a dick per se. I've just seen a lot of stuff about him being a bit mental. His latest one was he stood in a lift for four days or something, and just you could go to the lift and chat to him. Yeah, like, didn't he at one point sit through a marathon of his own films? Oh, well, that's um, enough to drive anyone bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's the, the other one was he, he set himself up in a call centre and you could just phone him up at any time of day. And presumably most people just phone him up and shouted twat. Well, I mean, I that's what I do with most call centres. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do with most, most people I phone up. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it, it's all rather strange. Um... But I think the the long and the short of it is he's unlikely to be in it. It's a bit like um, what's his face Edward Furlong from Terminator Two, who kind of went off the rails a bit after the film. And I think that's what you want from a child star, though, isn't it? You yeah. don't want. I like Daniel Radcliffe, but I mean, he says he had to go to rehab for a bit, but it's because he was drinking too much sherry or some shit like that. It wasn't really. He's not. You know, I want. Somebody who's going to go full Macaulay Culkin, have a drugs-related breakdown, and then form a band where all they do is sing songs about pizza. The thing is that Daniel Radcliffe, by all accounts, was a massive penis when he was a child star. Um, was it? Yeah. Oh, like, that's that's like, fair enough, The only really. things I ever heard about him when he was a child star were that he was really hard work to work with. Um, mm. But now he seems to be like a really nice, decent human being. Seems like a really lovely guy. It's but like he's kind of. Wants, it's like it? he's, he's done the whole thing back to front. Like you start out as this, when he was a kid. Yeah, you start out as this, you know, cute, adorable, charming child actor, and then you hit puberty and you freak the fuck out, and mm. you basically ruin the rest of your life. I guess when he was in the Harry Potter films, he had access to as much free Haribo as he could handle, that's and that's going to. Make anyone a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all that sugar. Not good for you. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, okay, so what exactly... Has, has any useful information been revealed about the film um, beyond that it's going to have Harrison Ford in it? Well, I've heard a brilliant proposed title for it, which is obviously uh, Indiana Jones and the Enlarged Prostate. Um, but, uh, is it, gonna fe- is it also going to feature Sean Connery? Is he uh, still... That would be a bridge too yes. far, wouldn't it? Well, unless uh, no, it would be Indiana Jones. Way. Um, but... That would actually be, you know, I'd actually respect that if they basically did Indy and Indy Senior go senile in a retirement home or something. Yeah. Oh, that's it. You remember that film with Ian McKellen that came out a couple of years ago, um, where basically it's Sherlock, only he's old and he's got dementia. Yeah, the one that was basically a serious version of the Mitchell and Webb sketch. Yes. That Mitchell and Webb sketch was amazing. Um, but yeah, they should do that, just with Indiana Jones. I, li- I like the idea that like it's it's like sort of twenty years they're... on twenty years on from the last crusade or whatever, 
And yeah. it's just the two, it's like, you know, Indiana Jones goes and drags his dad out of the nursing home to go on, you know, another crusade because, you know, the, he's bored. The only way I will accept um, the existence of the fifth one is if it turns out that the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was just a really awful dream that Indy was having or something like that. They've, they've, they've got to address that, haven't they? It kind of needs to be reckoned something somehow. Because I remember the Crystal Skull had nukes and aliens. Yeah. Uh, right the at the start, uh, a nuke was set off and Indiana Jones oh, survived in a fridge. Yeah. In the fridge. Um, mm. And then at the end, um, they discovered that the Crystal Skulls were, in fact, they belonged to aliens who looked a bit like sort of Chinese knockoffs of the H.R. Geiger aliens, and then a spaceship what? emerged from the jungle and flew off into space. Yeah. Man, that film's trippier than I remember. Yeah, it's, I remember it's being really, shit. really awful. It's mm, just yeah. not... I mean, the Indiana Jones films, I mean, you look back now, and, and on the whole, I think they were okay. But they weren't great films, but they were good fun, and you could sort of forgive the you know the the flaws, but there there wasn't anything redeeming in. They were kind uh, of consistent, you know, internally consistent. They made sense. Yeah. They weren't just a random sequence of scenes glued together. Yeah, which is better, what it better felt than like say was. James Bond. Because I think a lot of the old Bond films, I tried well, to. Well, yeah, but there's so many Bond couple. films with so many different actors and directors and all the rest of it that you're going to mm. get some wild inconsistencies. Whereas, at least, you know, the three. The, the initial three indie films were pretty much the same people. Yeah. Um, I presume Spielberg's directing this one. Uh, okay. involved no, I don't think so, yeah. They're also involved um, as well. Announced... Sorry? I think George Lucas is involved as well, oh, which Christ. is also next to Guarantor. Oh, well, then it's, gonna, it's bound to be great, isn't it? Because he's, he's not a really awful director, is he? No. They, uh, they've also announced that um, they're making a new Predator film and Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be back in it, which I think is unnecessary, isn't it? Well, you yeah. say that. I watched Terminator Genesis the other day. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, well, you see, the th- thing is, I watched. I had such low expectations because I saw the previous awfully spelled Terminator Salvation. film. And was, yeah, and it was appalling. Terminator Genesis was actually... Much like Indiana Jones, much like the first Terminator, mildly entertaining. I mm-hmm. I actually watched it, and I watched it through, and the plot was non-existent, but the main characters were quite funny, and mm-hmm. Arnie was actually all right. No one tried to do anything they couldn't. I thought it was very bollocks. I I I don't know. Maybe it just caught me in the I thought it was bollocks, but and I didn't enjoy it, but maybe I had higher hopes. Well, as I say, I went in with zero expectation, and I laughed at the bits that were funny. And I, yeah, I don't think you should be laughing during a Terminator film. That's, that's no, that, a was big the, that was the big problem with Terminator Three. Was yeah. like that started off on completely the wrong foot when they tried to do a piss take version of the bar scene from Terminator Two. And when he put on some Elton yeah, John sunglasses, it was yeah. just like Harry no, you've, you've, you've hit completely the wrong tone to start this film off. Like Terminator yeah. Two was never funny. It had no. some, it had some like light-hearted moments in it, but it was I never think, like well, that's hilarious. It had one when he tried to smile, I think that's the only one, isn't it? Really? Well, I mean, there's yeah. a couple, of, yeah, but there were a couple of bits that were kind of fairly yeah. light-hearted, and they weren't like deadly serious. But mm. there was, yeah, you know, it was never like you know, let's. This is the bit where we tell the jokes, and you know, wouldn't it be funny if Arnie put on some funny glasses and mm. 
No, it just doesn't work. Also, Terminator 3 had that ridiculous car chase where it goes from like mid-afternoon to two in the morning during it. Um, yeah. I, I thought Terminator 4 was... It was at least different. It was sort of interesting to be set in the future. It was quite flawed and there were... There wasn't a lot to like, but at least it was at least it was trying something else and not just trying to go and remake. I mean, Genesis literally tries to remake the first two in places, and it, it just doesn't make any sense. It kind of actually reminds me in that respect of um, the Star Trek reboots. Yeah, yeah it's not that's a reboot, another that's the problem. unnecessarily contrived way yeah. to have Leonard Nimoy in a film, isn't it? Really, and but at least at least died, at least with Star it. Trek, they did a proper. We're rebooting the whole universe, and so we can start from scratch, kind of thing. Mm. And they did it in a way that made sense within the. Yeah, but in fairness, the Terminator Genesis reboot of the universe made as much it is. It... Well, I think I think it is as much as uh, Star Trek is. I think it goes yeah. down exactly the same route, really, and I think it yeah. makes no That's sense in either film. Yeah, it doesn't. Have I to guess if to... your entire series is predicated on time travel to start with. Arguably, yeah, yeah. any film can potentially be a reboot. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm not particularly emotionally invested in the first two Terminators. I, I didn't. Uh, fair oh, Terminator Two is amazing. It's one of the I best. Think, I think they're both horror back then. Um, and I think Terminator One and Two are horror films. Well, no, Terminator. The Terminator is arguably yeah, semi horror, but I wouldn't say Terminator Two is. No, I'd say two is more action yeah. than horror. I think uh, it's like, sci- I, sci-fi. I, I, I was never a massive fan of, of the Terminator, but Terminator Two is is just a, an incredible film, um, mm. which I think is why Terminator Three was such a disappointment for me. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. What I, the the best Terminator sequel I think was the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I think yes, that was that a very good, very underrated series. No, yeah. that was excellent. It was a shame it got cancelled. It, 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 it was just as it was starting to get very. It was unfortunately. Um, a show that existed during the dark ages of American television where shows got cancelled after one episode because they didn't have 500 million viewers. Um, Did it get hit the, the writer's strike as well or something? Um, I don't oh, yeah, it would have been a bit sure round. It, I'm I'm not sure it'd be it a bit, bit late in that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think it got screwed by the writer's strike, but it did get, it was still part of that era where. Shows yeah. were getting literally. They were saying they were airing like two episodes, and then not even though they'd filmed like thirteen episodes, they just didn't bother to air the rest of them. Um, they didn't really have the ability to chuck stuff online if, uh, if and make it less risky, which they do now. And, and so they were you, pissing money away left, right, and centre, and now they can't really do it because they haven't got the money to. So shows tend to stay around for a lot longer, even if they have slightly disappointing ratings. Um, mm. But yeah, Sarah Connor Chronicles is really good. Um, and really weirdly had Shirley Manson out of garbage in it. Oh yeah, did it? One of yeah. the, you know when um, the Terminator who is sort of hooked up to Skynet. I can't remember what his name was. John Henry. There's one scene towards the end of the last series where he is just speaking the words to Donald, "Where's your trousers?" And it's <laughs> fucking weird and terrifying, and uh, yeah, quite yeah, haunting. Yeah, and yeah. had Shirley Manson in it. Um, she yeah. was the one of the one of the sort of not quite evil Terminators. Well, she was sort of liquid, but it was never quite explained what was going well, on. Well, there seems to be some kind of weird like factional to... thing going on. Yeah, it's it's a thing like um, Joss Whedon's Dollhouse that I'd like them to just write some comics or something show where the story was going to go because uh, it, was Dollhouse yeah. the one with Elias? Well, they left a lot a lot of stuff open, and then they released a load of comics to to continue the story because yeah. they knew they would never get another series. So that was that was good. But I'd, I'd like them to do something similar to that for. Well, it was uh, a miracle they got a second series. 
Um, mm. That was something that nobody expected, especially as it was a Joss Whedon show of Fox. Mm. Like the expectation was. Yeah. I've been watching um, the OJ Simpson, um, not Chronicles, obviously, but the, there's a, like a an American crime. Mm. Is that the bit where he thing. travels back in time to save us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, go, he goes back and it turns out he did kill his wife, but it was future him that did it. Ah, cool. I, I should watch that. And it's got John Travolta in it, who also oh, produces it. Um, it's got David Schwimmer starring oh, as Robert Kardashian. Um, as in Kim? It, it, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is uh, going back to the episode that me and Dan fucked up, where we learned all about the Kardashians. Right, okay. Uh, so, so I'll just to fill you in, basically, her dad was... OJ's friend and attorney for getting him off. Right. And when Dan originally told me this, I thought he meant that his their dad was Johnny Cochran, and that blew my mind. But it, it wasn't. I got confused. Okay. But he, yeah. So their dad is Ross from Friends, and then he died twenty years ago. No, ten years ago. Okay. Um, and then that's why they're famous. Basically, he was a businessman and very successful, and a friend of OJ Simpson. Who, I mean. We're all in agreement that he did kill his wife, aren't we? That's yes. not really. No, that seem... That's not a bone of contention, is it? It's, not really. You know, he wasn't found guilty of it, but it's all. We're all pretty. But I. Uh, there was. Um... Basically, was entitled How I Did It. Yeah, I basically. Think that gave yeah. the game away. But I, it's weird because watching it, I mean, it's dramatization, so obviously it's not. There, you know, there's some uh, poetic license taken with it, but mm. to hear people talking about him as a great sports star and like a very well known, loved guy. I've only ever known him in my lifetime as well. Initially, Nordberg. Yes, I was going to say that's all. That's if someone if you talk about AJ Simpson, the only thing I immediately associate with him with, apart from murdering his wife, are the naked gun films. Yeah, so yeah. all I know him from really is is killing his wife and then running away in a car. But I didn't realise that he wasn't even driving the car in that big televised chase. He was in the back with a, with a gun to his head, and his mate was driving. I mostly remember him that bit where he got stuck under the bus. I don't remember that bit. And he got, he got he got driven for like miles, stuck under a bus because he was he was trying to plant a tracking device on a car, uh, and he rolled off down the hill. Is this oh, a naked gun in real life? I think it's better oh, if we I mean, don't who, clarify. Who, who knows, really? <laughs> but then he went and um, he, he uh, was swimming in raw sewage as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's dead now, or in jail? He's in jail. He's not dead. Oh. He um. He attempted to do an armed robbery of someone in Las Vegas who I think he thought had stolen sporting. Oh memory. yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, he, he yeah yeah. So they sort of said, "Well, we didn't get you for killing your wife. We're going to put you in prison now instead." Yeah, and then he violated parole somehow, or or did something else incomprehensibly stupid, and is doing twenty five years for basically being an utter shithead. Oh, that's excellent. Good. So. Okay, brilliant. On the subject of American criminals, um, just before mm-hmm. we, we came on air, I found a wonderful uh, headline um, from uh, Seattle, um, which is uh, Cops Seek nin- Hipster Ninja Masturbator in University District. Um, not, he's not a very good ninja then, is he? Well, especially not as he's been called in the film. Um, let me uh, just send you the link so you can see the pictures because they are quite hilarious. Um, so basically, the uh, gentleman in question um, is being sought by Seattle police, um, who is believed to have masturbated outside a home of University of Washington students multiple times. 
Uh, behavior was first reported on January the 10th when a woman called 911 says she just saw a man pleasuring himself outside the front door of her home. Um, responding officers were unable to find the offender because he's a ninja. A surveillance camera caught him uh, at the same home on February the 7th, showing a man covered head to toe in black, save for the two body parts he used to perform his mission. Oh, come on, black them up as well. It's not difficult. We've all done it. <laughs> the home residents have all reported hearing suspicious sounds outside the house several times. Detectives believe the man may have visited this home up to four times. Uh, so if anyone has any information, uh, please get in contact with Seattle Police because this man has been wanking uh, quite a lot, by the sounds of it, outside uh, some university students' homes. It does look like he's uh, trying to do it through the letterbox in one of the photos, which is, uh, I think that's not on. I mean, you know, no. on the door's fair game, it's outside, but you don't jizz through someone's letterbox. No, that's just impolite. It's first in a teacher in sex education, isn't it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's part of the uh, the, the newer newer curriculum. Um which apparently is now all getting abolished because every school is going to be an academy, so there won't be a national curriculum anymore um, or any national no. standards of any kind. And it'll it's be up be... to whichever particular company happens to sponsor the academy to do, like, home economics featuring Coca-Cola or whatever it might be. Well, as long as none of them have a vested interest in teaching kids, it's okay to wank off through letterboxes, then I think I'm okay with this. And like, sex education sponsored by Pornhub? Fine mm. by me. It's better than most of the sex education out there, let's be honest. I mean, that is basically how kids get their sex education these days, isn't it? Mm. This is very true. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Uh, like, been wanking outside houses uh, in a ninja costume. Well, in other um, penis-related news stories this week, did you see the story about a rugby player whose penis got torn off during a game? I did not, I did not. and I'm not I really sure I want to know about it, but I'm sure you're going well, to tell us either way. Uh, this was a gentleman named Hayden Peacock, which is unfortunate. Uh, he suffered a partial dismemberment whilst playing for a French team, and it's rugby league, so, I mean, he's asking for it, really, isn't he? Um, so, basically, they were he was um, doing a rugby, and somebody grabbed his knob, and um, well, she sort of pulled it off basically, uh, and he needed eleven stitches. Well, you would, yeah. Uh, but he finished the game, as as you do. Fair play. Um, and then went to the doctor afterwards, which is, and he had to strap it up for the next game. Um, and the coach wanted him to go and get a cup, and he said, "But I'm not going to play with a cup." See, this isn't the kind of thing that would happen in like football, because. A, I think that's probably a red card if you pull someone's cock off in football. Um, uh, well, I mean, Diego Costa did bite that guy's cock or neck. I mean, it's basically the same, isn't it? But, yeah. Well, he did though, didn't he? And Luis Suarez is, you know, he's always chomping away on a yeah, he whatever you. part gets too close to him, I suppose. But I mean, also, the player would just immediately go down and, and be stretched off. Uh, well, yeah. There's no way they'd finish the match with a... a, a dangling cock, I suppose. Um, yeah, but basically he, he got the ball, tried to run away, somebody grabbed his dick and pulled him to the ground <sighs> via it. Jesus. Uh, and, yeah. I feel quite well now. Uh, and he said, I got the stitches out, it's all sweet, no dramas. Which, I mean, fair play to him, that's not how I would react. No, that's, that's the remarkably manly off. way to deal with that kind of thing. 
Mm, yeah, he didn't notice the damage until half time. <laughs> no. Bullshit he didn't. I refuse yeah. to believe he did that. Not notice someone grabbing hold of his penis and yanking it. If I've got a new pube, I know about it by breakfast. How can you not be aware of your penis sort of hanging by a thread? <laughs> Random question on the subject. They haven't got any grey grey pubes yet. Um no, no, not well, I don't know. Not, not that I know not, of. Not that I'm on. I've got some grey hairs on my temples. What else have but... you got? Well, you know, these things happen from time to time. You, you know, do they? Yeah. Do they really? Come on, you've got a bag of somebody else's pubes, surely. I absolutely don't. It's just mean... scattered around randomly. Doesn't keep it all organized. <laughs> 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 yeah, everyone's got everyone's got the you know other person's pubes around their house. It's just you, you know, you have a party. You always end up with a bit of booze left over and a, a bag of somebody's pubes. But I don't think I've got any grey ones. Why do you want to know, anyway? Idly curious. Have you found a great cube and you're worried? No, he wants to go into his scrapbook. But the onrushing march of time <laughs> does terrify me, so um, that's um, why I like Terminator Genesis. Hmm. I mean, I'm getting a few grey hairs on the side of my head, and I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I think I'm going to look pretty swish as a silver fox, but I've never really considered the old um, C and Bs. Yeah. Mm. No. Well, I don't know. I'm going to go bald, so hey, fuck it. It's not going to make any difference. What, and your cock and balls? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't honestly know. wake up one morning and it's all, all hairs falling out. Like... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It does seem like a possibility. Save them, yeah. I'd shave them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway. Well, it's a fascinating um, line of discussion. Moral of the story if you're playing rugby, um, well, just don't play rugby because somebody will pull your dick and it will fall off and um, then you'll have to have it sewn back on. That's literally what happens to everybody who plays rugby these days. Yeah. Well, I think we've pretty much covered every conceivable topic from this week. Um, unless anyone's got anything that I've not thought of. Nope. Uh, no, don't think so. At this point, um, I guess we hope that the whole thing recorded. Otherwise, we're going to look pretty fucking stupid. If anybody wants to um, recreate what they think happened in episode 40, uh, you're welcome to send it to us and we'll put it out. Uh, it won't be any worse than... No, I thought she was a good one. It was better than this one, I think, which is a bit of a shame, really. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably on par. Um, well, yeah, I suppose maybe I'm just uh, I'm romanticising it. On the upside, episode the 40 was incredibly well. easy for me to edit. Well, that's true enough, yeah. Right, well, that's episode 41 done, I think. Um... So we'll be back next week, I imagine. Mm. What's uh, yeah? What's what's coming up? Let's uh, let's trail ahead. We don't do this enough. What's coming up next week, Dan? We're gonna like do a podcast. Yes, correct. Well done, Dan. That's the first time yeah. you've actually. Thanks, thanks for selling it so well. It's not my fault I have early onset dementia. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be our hype man. I'm I'm totally hype. Oh. I couldn't be more. Well, hype? Is that something the kids say these days? I don't know. Oh, uh, last weekend I spent a considerable amount of time playing American Truck Simulator, which if you heard uh, episode oh, yes. 40, you would know that the previous weekend I played European Truck Simulator. And... So well, how do I mean, the two differ? They don't, except <laughs> that instead of drizzly motorways, it's sort of um, Californian desert landscape. And you sometimes get tumbleweeds, and you don't have to reverse park the lorry anymore if you don't want to. You can just say, yeah, I'm just going to go and leave it over here and drive in forwards, which uh, is good because it is 
completely impossible for a human to reverse a lorry and the trailer go where they want. It just can't be done. Fair enough. It's not fun, but it's in a weird way quite satisfying. And and at this point, you've yeah. I mean, I'm committed now. I basically have to get my HGV license, otherwise, I've wasted my time. Have you dropped 250 pounds on an HGV steering? I most certainly have not. (laughs) Well, I'm waiting for the Patreon money to come in so I can do that. Just what what our listeners could do is tell other people they know who they think might not hate this to listen as well. That's probably the one thing that would be actually useful. I do need to give a shout-out to our listener, Matthew from Weatherby, who last week told us that he had spent six hours driving and listening to Two Star Podcast all of the time, which, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's uh, we, we do just need to say that that does go against uh, Podcasting Council of Great Britain guidelines. They don't recommend you spend any more than two consecutive hours listening to this. Uh, no, uh, for your own safety and the safety of those around you. Mm. Uh, yes, especially if you're operating heavy machinery like a car. But we, you know, are very grateful for your dedication, nonetheless. Yes, and um, keep on trucking. Yep. Or don't, if European. Or, or don't, yeah, whatever. Do, do what you like. It's none of my business, frankly. Mm. Right, that'll do. Bye. Bye. Uh. <laughs>